Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. I am doing a solo episode today. We've been so busy. I feel like Chris has been out of town. Last week he was in Chicago. This week he's in Nashville for work. And I'm just going to do a solo episode. I know you heard from him last week, so it's only fitting that I matched with my own solo episode. And what I want to talk about today is school. You know, living in Arizona, it seems like half of the people that I know, possibly even more, their kids are already in school. So for some of you listening, this may not be applicable to you because you've already made all those school decisions and had those conversations. But for those of you, basically the entire rest of the world who has not started school yet, like we haven't started school yet, I wanted to talk a little bit about school and our process for deciding what to do for school, because I think we have a little bit of an unconventional approach to our children's education. And I thought it would be interesting to explore kind of what we've done here on the podcast. Because I feel like something you usually run into a camp of you're either camp homeschool or you're camp not homeschool. And of course, there's some variation in there. But I feel like we are not either. Like at any given time, I'm homeschooling some kids and other kids are going to public school, which I think is kind of different. And so I just thought it would be interesting to talk about our experience, our thought process, how we decide. And my goal is that after listening to this episode, you might feel better equipped to make a decision. Like maybe you're considering an option, but you don't really know you know, you maybe are afraid or you don't know what to do or you don't have the resources to get answers to questions that you that you may have about school. So I hope that after you listen to this, you feel empowered to make a decision that's best going to support you and your family and your kids' education. So a little bit of backstory. I actually started recording this episode a little while ago, and I started talking about just the different things we've done with school. And I was like five minutes into describing our journey of education. And I was realizing this is really confusing. So I'm going to like break this down very simply and not get into all the nitty gritty because it looks something like, well, this year these kids homeschooled and then the next year these other kids homeschooled and then they all went to school and then they all homeschooled. We were just very fluid with the decision, which again, I think is kind of different. And on hearing that, it might sound like we're all over the place, but I don't really feel like that at all, actually. I feel like our flexibility allows us to make a decision that's best going to support our kids at any given time on any given year. And depending on, on where we live, too, because we have lived three different places in the last few years. We lived in Gilbert, Arizona for many years, actually. And then at the end of 2020, we moved to Hawaii for a year. And then the last year and a half, we've lived in a small town in eastern Arizona. And different school situations have supported my kids differently, the different places that we've that we've lived. And I think that's what I, again, love about how we've decided to make decisions about our kids' education is because it can, it can change. You know, if something's not working one semester or one year, 
we have the flexibility to to change it up. So in a nutshell, I started homeschooling when Tate and Tanner, my oldest two, were, I think they were in first and second grade. And it was winter, you know, winter break, Christmas break. And we found out that my first grader, that his teacher was getting fired. And so he was going to come back, of course, the next semester with a new teacher. And the reason why she was getting fired is because her kids weren't really progressing on any of their tests, those standardized tests that they have to take, which that's a whole nother topic in and of itself. But he was getting a new teacher. And I felt like, you know, I've been toying with this idea of wanting to homeschool them for a long time, but I never felt like I was equipped to do so. Like I was going to fail them somehow or I wasn't going to be good at it, which by the way, if ever I hear mom or dad thinking about homeschooling, I've never once heard a parent say, I think I would be the best homeschool teacher. I want to homeschool. No, there's never, I've never met a parent that doesn't say, I could never be a homeschool teacher. Maybe it interests them and they kind of want to, but no one ever thinks that they're going to do a great job. So I think if it calls to you and you want to do it, you can do it. I think that's the only requirement is do you want to and are you willing to make the effort to figure out how to do it or figure out the resources that you need to 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 handle it to make it happen. That semester, I decided, you know what, I'm just going to try it. They're super young. They can't get that behind in one semester, right? So we homeschooled them and I really did love it. I loved it a lot. And again, I won't get into like what we did every single year after that, but where we landed with it eventually is Tate homeschooled a lot more after that. Tanner did a little bit, but Tanner, just who he is, he prefers to go to school. He loves going to school. He loves seeing his friends and just being that camaraderie and that friendship. He loves PE. He loves recess. He will tolerate any amount of school to be able to go to recess and PE. And then Ivy, my next daughter, she's going into sixth grade. She's homeschooled. When we moved to Hawaii, she homeschooled in fourth grade. And then Tate has homeschooled. Again, my oldest, he's homeschooled a lot. He's homeschooling now. And so my youngest too, this is where one area that I tend to draw the line, which I think is also kind of different, is I've never homeschooled someone who couldn't read. They've all gone to school when they could read. In fact, one year, my littlest, she's in first grade now. I must have been when she was going into kindergarten. She wanted to homeschool. And I said, you know what? Why don't you learn how to read? And then I will homeschool you. So that's kind of been my rule, if you will. Which again, I know some moms love to have their kids at home teaching them how to read, but that just wasn't me. So that's kind of one little thing that I have decided to do. And so where we sit with it right now at this moment is Tate, our oldest. He's going to be a sophomore in high school. He went to his first semester of high school and he realized at winter break that he didn't really love it. That winter break of his freshman year. And so he homeschooled last semester. And as he's going into his sophomore year, he's realizing, you know what? I still don't want to go back to school. He has been taking some classes at the local college. Technically, I'm homeschooling him and he's just getting his classes done there at the college. And he loves being able to set his schedule. He loves kind of doing his thing in the mornings. And it just really agrees with him to do school in that way. And then I have Tanner. He's entering as a freshman. And again, he still loves all those things I described earlier. He will go to school so that he can do weights now and he can play all the sports that he wants at PE, see all of his friends at recess. He'll do it all for that. 
Arizona is kind of cool because I don't know if all states do this, but homeschool kids can play sports in the public schools. So even my oldest who is homeschooling, he's going to play soccer this year for the local high school, which I think is really, really awesome that they allow them to do that. And then this is kind of new is my sixth grader, Ivy. She decided that she wants to homeschool this year. She has a really cool group of girlfriends that have decided that they all were going to homeschool. I don't even know what started this desire in some of them, but they're all homeschooling. So I think there's a group of eight or nine girls her same age that are all going to homeschool this semester. They'll do their kind of core subjects at home and then they'll go to different houses for kind of all the supplemental extra stuff. So Ivy is really looking forward to that. And then Trip and Indy are going to be in first and third grade and they are going to public school this year as well. And so that's kind of where we are with it right now. And I just wanted to spend a minute here talking about like what what does the process look like to make those decisions? Some people, like our son Tanner, for example, he knows right away that he wants to go to school. Every year, I tend to ask the kids during the summer, we have a discussion like, hey, what do you think you want to do for school this year? And he pretty much always knows I want to go to school. So it's not really a big point of discussion for him. However, other kids, such as my oldest, Tate, he, every year, it's like a big a big choice, a big decision. And then Ivy this year, it's been a big decision too. And so what I tend to do is just start with there with that question. Hey, what are you thinking you want to do for school this year? And if they know right away, great. And if they don't know right away, then, you know, we have, we have a conversation about it. Well, what would have you not want to go to school this year to public school? What would have you want to homeschool this year? And then with Ivy, I had her make a list of pros and cons. I know none of this is like revolutionary ideas, but this is what we do. So she made a list of pros and cons for both. And when she looked over that list, she realized the only reason I don't want to homeschool is because I have some really fun friends, really good friends that I'm going to miss if I homeschool. And we kind of talked through it and realized, you know, I think you could still see those friends. She'll still do gymnastics with them. And no one here in this town we live has schools on Fridays. So we talked about, I think you could get together with those friends on Fridays also. She decided, I think there'll be other years where I'll get to be in these friends' classes, but I, there might not be another year where I get to homeschool with all these other friends. And so she decided, I'm going to stick with my decision to homeschool, which I was really proud of her because she sometimes questions herself and her decision. She actually did have a minute where she found out that some of her best friends were going to be in her class at school if she did go to school. And it kind of did cause her for a minute to be like, ah. Am I making the right decision? But I'm really proud of her for sticking to her decision. I told her, look at your pros and cons list, make your best decision, and then bring God into the conversation, Ivy. Pray and ask to know, like, is this the right decision? Or is there something else I could consider that I'm not seeing? And I love that she really took that and she involved God in the process. And honestly, she came back to me and was like, I don't feel like I had this earth-shattering experience saying this is what I should do. But she had more clarity and she had more confidence in her decision, which sometimes is a little bit hard for her to achieve. I like making a decision for homeschool or for public school, whatever it may be, that I know that is going to set my kids up for success. And there's so many options available to you to find something that is going to support your child. If your child isn't thriving in maybe the school setting where they're at now, there are other options. I was just talking to a mom the other day. I happened to run into an old neighbor of mine that I love. I just randomly ran into at a, a park like hours away from where we used to live this past weekend. And she was telling me that one of her sons is trying something new. He's going into high school and 
He's not really thriving in that traditional school environment. So they're trying something new this year. And it's kind of a new concept in their area that is kind of a tech school. And they're trying that. And I was like, good for you for realizing like, my son doesn't fit in this little box and he's not happy and he's not really doing well. So what else is there? Let's explore other options. And I love that that's available for so many kids because I do think there are a lot of kids that don't fit that mold of of being in your chair from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And and I love that it doesn't have to look like that anymore. I know that each of each of my kids is so different and so unique and what works for one doesn't work for another. So just be open open minded to that too, I would say. And you know, there's there's possibility there that you're maybe not seeing right now. So if you're feeling like a little frustrated with the process or frustrated with what things are looking like for you or for one of your children, just realize that, hey, there's more possibility here than I may be seeing. Let's get creative. What else can we do? And I promise you that you have what it takes to lead your family in the direction that they need to go, to lead your children to make those decisions for themselves, to empower them, to learn to trust themselves, and also learn to trust yourself that you can lead your family in a way that's going to really allow them to grow and flourish as you make that decision for school this year. So good luck making all those decisions and you can do it. Whatever you choose, you can do it. And if not, you have the resources to find the answers. So you got this. You're amazing. Have a great week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple. And we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you, it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.